All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. people. What's up, party people? Welcome back. Once again, the back is the incredible. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here on my man, 100 Years. Charlie Chase, baby. Charlie Chase. We're back here with another episode, a great episode, right, Charlie? They all, they're all great. Flex. They're all great? They're all great. You this sure? Is, uh, seven, right? Seven. Can't believe it's seven already. It's episode seven. Yeah. Yep. Up. Pick it up, more. Yep. See? We want people to hear you, Charlie. All right. We're good? We're good now. What's going on, Flex? Nothing much, birthday boy. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Charlie. Thank you so much, man. This what, over the weekend. What, 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 how old did you? Friday, t- actually. Friday? Oh, okay, so uh, Friday was your birthday. We lost the camera again. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, so we keep going. Um, so, yeah, you turned uh, 20, right? 20 times two. <laughs> how old did, big, how old? Uh, big 4-0. Big 4 Yeah, now I don't look it, right? YouTubers? You look 56. <laughs> yeah, right. 56. If you don't know how Charlie looked like, please go to our YouTube channel slash Better Fantasy Bureau. Comment to see how old you think Charlie is. You know? Did you what you do for your birthday, really? Uh, well, a lot of my family is in Europe, so uh, I'm going to do something big when they get back. But um lady took me to a nice steak dinner on Friday in, mm-hmm. in Astoria. I just remembered I wanted to say something. That's why. But keep, go ahead. Finish. I'll yeah, just hold uh, I had a wedding on Saturday. And then uh, yesterday we went to brunch in Astoria. So it was cool. It was cool. Cool weekend. Nice. That's, well, I just yeah. want to remember. We'll get back. I want to ask you a little more questions about your birthday a little bit. But I did remember is that I want, I want to shout out. And I want to know who these people are. And I want to give them a shout out. And I really want to know who our international listeners are. Because we got. Oh, yeah. That's right. We got one guy in Mexico. Yeah. We got four people in Canada, and now we got one guy in Germany. Guy uh-huh. or girl, excuse me. Let's, you know, 2018, let's well, be politically they're correct. They're to grow the game overseas. No, yeah, it, so. It's great. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it. I'm, I'm psyched about it. I want to know who they are, though. Mm-hmm. I, I would love for them. I encourage them to hit us up. Yeah. Let's send them a T-shirt or something. Let's send them a T-shirt uh, them. or comment. Maybe we'll send them a Love Bell jersey. Whoa, that's a random pick, Charlie. Now you're ready. You're causing collusion. You're causing collusion. Where the winner is going to come oh, from? Oh, comment and maybe we'll send it to them. Okay, that's, I, that's I got I you. Meant. I thought I thought you said I I misheard you. I thought you said something else. I apologize, but you're right because we are still giving out that Le'Veon Bell jersey. Mm-hmm. Come, remember, guys, in order to get it, comment us. Uh, you know, like we post our, our picture. One of my boys, uh, my, my boys, Chill Will, and I know he's a big Steelers guy too. And he he oh, said so he, he wants that he wants yeah yeah but he's actually been a fan of the show for a while he says he's been listening to the for the get I haven't seen him in a while my boy will but you know he's been a great supporter about it and he's he's hyped about the season yeah. starting and uh and he says you know he 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 reposted he took a screenshot of the podcast he's listened to it he put it on on his Instagram story his Insta snaps he commented on our YouTube he commented on the iTunes yeah I seen that it's uh we love the support will thank oh, you oh yeah no we appreciate it my man my man my brother so like it's but this this is what gets him recognized to give him more chances to get the jersey yeah. you know what i mean like the more you the more the more you comment the more you post it or the more you just keep putting it out there 
the more chances, I guess, like entries you could look mm-hmm. at it that you're going to get, which right. will increase your chances. So, uh, yeah, you know, but we, I want to know who these people are internationally. You said you said your family's in Italy right now, right? Yeah, they're in Italy. Who's there? Your mom and your dad? Yeah, I, I don't think they're. It, d- it doesn't matter if they listen. <laughs> Just tell them to subscribe to show support. For sure. Make sure they subscribe. Make sure they download it. Make sure they watch it. They don't. They don't have to understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know. Maybe if you had a soccer element, they'd be a little bit interested. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk about it, I guess. Because we, remember, we're going to be talking about all sports in general yeah, coming right. up. But um, so my, my my uncle even says, <laughs> I was talking to my Uncle Danny today, and he was cracking up because of the way I made fun of my father. Remember episode two? Yeah, yeah. And then you were like, oh, is that the way he speaks? You know, my dad talk like this, uh, the real blue collar guy. And he was like, I love it. I love that you make fun of your father. Make fun of your father more <laughs> on the show. You should make fun of your father. I'll tell you a funny story, actually, to my Uncle Danny and my father. I, I, people probably enjoy hearing this, so just real quick. Uh, cause speak, and plus, you know, me being the Marvel guy. My dad, actually, one one big thing I got into Marvel also, in a sense, is because uh, my, my dad liked comic books and stuff. And then, you know, uh, I guess that I was raised with my grandmother, and I mm-hmm. spent the weekends with my father. I see my father on the weekends, and every weekend he would take me to get at least one comic book from Optimo uh, in Maspeth. So funny story. So my uncle, Uncle Danny, is talking to my father, and he's on the calls him on the phone, about he got to this really bad car accident, like a really bad one. Like the car flipped and everything around. Mm-hmm. And he was with his kid, my, my cousin Dennis, who was a fantastic artist, by the way. I got to talk about that later, the Violent Ink with Viola Ink. Mm-hmm. Get it? Violent? <laughs> Anyways, so um, he's talking about He's like, Vinny. My dad's name is Vinny, my Uncle Danny. He goes like, yo, Vinny, Vinny, you won't believe what happened, Vinny. You can't believe it. I was in this terrible car accident with Dennis in the car. My dad's like, oh, my God, what happened? He's like, listen, man. He was like, I went to go see the Wolverine movie with, with Dennis. We went to go watch the Wolverine movie. And I drive by and I hit this oil slick. And I think I saw it coming. I don't know. But we were flipping in the air. We're going in slow motion. I'm like, Dennis. And he's like, dude. I was losing my mind. I passed out. I woke up. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't see Dennis. He wasn't in the car. Thank God he was walking around taking in the sights. It was okay. But I, Denny, I'm telling you, my life flashed before my eyes. I couldn't. I, I thought we were going to die. It was incredible, Vinny. You have no idea. And my dad, with the, with the scary car accident, the car flipping over as much as it did, my dad's response was, so how was the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and this is really what he said. And then my dad, my, my uncle, like, what were you uh, talking about, movie? That's a character. He's like, what are you talking about? I just told you I almost lost my life. He's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I just want to know if I should go see it or not. <laughs> he tells him my dad. Because <laughs> he wanted a, the review. Yeah, he's a big movie buff, too. Now, I know you're not a Marvel guy. Are you a movie guy no. in general, though? No, I, I love movies, for sure. I just, I don't know. I just didn't get into Marvel growing up. I was, you know, just more into sports. And, yeah, but. No, that's fine, but you're a movie guy growing in general. Yeah, I mean, I would consider myself a movie buff, yeah. What do you say is your favorite movie? Of all time? Mm-hmm. Goodfellas, bar none. Really? Yeah. Bar none. Like, yeah. No close. No questions asked. Scorsese's finest work, in my opinion. So it's like Casino. I like Casino better, to be honest with than you. Than Goodfellas? I personally do. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's a debate. There's a lot of people out there that, that like Casino. They're both classics, though. Now, is it because sure. you're, cause, cause your real name is super Italian? Calogero. Calogero Baradamenti. Yeah. Calogero Baradamenti. It's super Italian, but it's yeah. just like, uh, do you have a middle name? I don't no. even know. No? Mm-hmm. Just, all right. That, that's complicated enough. We don't need a middle <laughs> name. <laughs> but so, but is it, is it that, is that what you're attracted to? Like, because like, I love those Italian, but my favorite movie of all time is The Bronx Tale. I got a quote from the oh, movie that, tattooed on my chest. there also. Yeah, I got a quote from that movie tattooed on my chest. Yeah. And it's like, so. Well, I'm, that's, uh, that's what Calogero's from. Yeah, yeah Calogero's from that. See. Yeah. Did anybody ever call you C because of that? Yeah. No, 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 not not really. No, I used to hate the first day of class. Like they would butcher the name, and then I'd be like, "It's Charlie." That's the translation. It's Charlie. 
Um, <laughs> but a fun fact about that movie, I mean, I know you know, but a lot of people don't know that it was actually filmed in Astoria. Yeah, at St. Joe's, right yeah. there on 30th right Avenue. Right the block from, from where I used to live. 30th Avenue, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. And that, that high school was Bryant High School in yeah. Woodside. Yeah, 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 for sure. Woodside. Shout out to the Woodside Barbershop. I'm rocking the Woodside Barbershop. Jose, I told you uh-huh. I'd rock the T-shirt. On the podcast, and I'm wearing my T-shirt. You, you know, rep, I, you rep Woodside heavy. I love Woodside. I love all my friends in Woodside. You know, shout out always to all my friends in Woodside. You know, shout out to who? who is it? Well, there's a lot of good uh, Irish bars in Woodside. Huh? A lot of good Irish bars. There's in nine Woodside. of them within three blocks. What, what's your go-to spot? Uh, it's, right now, it's got to be between uh, Charlie's and Sean Oaks. Charlie's. Like Charlie's and Sean Oaks are the two I go to. Stick to Charlie's. Grew up with uh, Shelley's. That's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. I guess unfortunately. I mean. But yeah, but no, it's gone sad. But uh, yeah, you know that shout out. You know, well, my the love about which I love the Paris Center. You know, my boys that work there. Shout out to my boy Mudu. Yeah, but I, you're in a story a lot too, though. I because of work with Studio Square. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, but talking about like you know stuff like Studio Square because what this is actually a nice way to bridge into our next segment to our starting segment. So one thing to shout out uh, if you guys in New York that you do know about Studio Square, um, we are hosting drafts over there. Email fantasy draft at studio square nyc.com. Fantasy draft at studio square nyc.com. If you know about studio square, host your fantasy football draft there. You could turn the giant LED wall, you know, that big wall that's on the outside. Mm-hmm. You could turn that into your draft, your draft board. board. That's awesome. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to so be you, really cool. You could turn that into your draft board. Uh, we give fun ways for you to pick your draft, even before if that's something you're interested in. Uh, it's, it's you know, we don't charge you for the time there, but we include, like, like packages. We have packages that include, like, food and drink. We have a waitress yeah. that's dedicated to you. You have me as your host, to be, you know, or you or your host to be there to help out with the yeah. drafts. Um, We'll give you our rankings. You get the rankings. You get automatically entered to the win the ultimate tailgate package, mm-hmm. which you know stuff like you know we haven't decided yet, but kind of like a cooler and a chair, or like a barbecue yeah, set, yeah, yeah. something like that to give you for the tailgate parties. Yeah. Uh, and Studio Square is just a good time overall. I mean, it's, it's just it's a great place to watch a sporting event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in Astoria, I would say probably the best place to watch a sporting event. Yeah, or none. I, I I would agree with you. I I have that no yeah. debates there. Do they um? I know, I know you would know. Do they give the fights? Like whenever there's yeah, a big yeah, fight yeah, to yeah, give yeah. Them there? yeah, every single. Oh, that'd be cool. I remember like when I would go to like like the Mayweather fights. It was like packed. Yeah, and yeah. My, I would be there like, oh my god, thank God I work here because yeah. I just because I got DJ there all the time and I was like because I get to go like on the upstairs level when we used to have the not anymore, but I got get to cut the line, you know. And I was like, just thank God I just work here that I don't have to like wait because it's it gets packed yeah. and people love it. But you get like the World Cup, we were mobbed. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the story was just crazy overall for the for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. but the way I said to the bridge into the next segment, so. um like I said, as you know, if you as a commissioner for your league are looking to a place to host your live draft, uh, email me fantasydraft at studiosquarenyc.com. Also, while you're at it, like I said, get your chance to win Le'Veon Bell jersey. Uh, you know, subscribe to us, rate us, like us, uh, repost us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Twitter B, at Podcast at Twitter. Wow, <laughs> at uh, Podcast BFB. Um, get yourself all the chances as many as you can to get the Le'Veon Bell jersey. Um, so as you as a commissioner want to host your draft there, but as a commissioner, I want to start a segment that you and I are going to carry for a while mm-hmm. called Commissioner Chat. Yes. And as we are currently still building our website, we're still finishing building our website. I mean, it's a lot of work for you and I to start this from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you look on YouTube and you see all the amateur editing I do with it, yeah, it's fun it's, for it's me. It's good though, Flex. I got to give you credit. It's it's all right. I mean, for yeah, listen, I just. 
kind of got into it just figuring out how to do it you know like i just played around with the program that i use i use hit film express it's actually not too hard to really use it it's free so if you guys are looking for a great free editing program because i know final cut is like the main thing and that's expensive but if you want to use a free one hit film express is a great one to use um so commissioner chad we're going to start we're going to give you that option also on our website and uh different ideas we're going to build about it we're going to keep bringing it up but we're, we're going to start this segment commissioner chat and i did not start a drop for it whatever <laughs> leave me alone um it's basically for commissioners to talk, because us, because you now you and I are going to be commissioners of our league that we're setting up right. for the Better Fantasy Bureau League, which we, you're inviting some of your friends. I'm inviting my friends to be yeah. a part of first annual BFB league. Exactly, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to that. I'm looking forward to yeah. that too. So, but you, what what is the name of the league? Also, that you run, you run a league by yourself, right? Yeah, I, I run the uh, the Five Die Football Classic. Fi- the financial district football financial classic district football classic yeah because um a lot of the people in it are old colleagues that we we all started working down in the financial district together mm-hmm. um so it's a bunch of us and that that league's been going for like almost almost 10 years how many times have you won it uh once okay once yeah all right don't look at me like i'm gonna make fun of you am i am i yeah. always gonna make fun of you charlie it's okay <laughs> i like to i like, to, I like, to I like my shops, chances but... this year though oh really because yeah. you drafted a great team well, no, we haven't had the draft yet. <laughs> so why do you like your chances this I year? I just like it. I'm, I'm armed with a, with a lot of knowledge this year. Yeah, we'll see. Anyhow, um, so this commissioner's chat we're going to talk with the segment we're going to do here is to talk about different things that we deal with as commissioners and different ways we handle it and different ways we like to run our leagues. Like for one big example, which I think a lot of people, I guess, argue like as simple as it is, is the website to hold it. Now, the two most popular websites, if you agree with me on this, Charlie, is Yahoo and ESPN are two most popular uh, oh, yeah. Places Without to play fantasy football, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's other ones like CS, uh, CBS yeah, and CBS. Fantasy Draft, yeah, like yeah. that. My Fantasy yeah. League or something like that. But Yahoo and ESPN are the most popular ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I like, like, I meet, like, I run my league uh, Sunday, Funday, F Mondays with my boy Kento. Mm-hmm. And one thing he really wanted, he was really like, I wanted to be on Yahoo. It's got to be on. So when we were arguing about different things, like to meet about how we wanted our league run, that was one that he had. I was like, all right, I'll give you that. Like, I know you and I are going to do Better Fantasy Bureau. I know you wanted to be on Yahoo. I was like, all right, fine, I'll give you that. Because then I might ask you something, and I'm going to make sure, hey, right, listen, right. you got Yahoo, so we're going to go with that. Um, why do you like Yahoo, though? You're the Yahoo guy. I'm the ESPN guy. I like it on ESPN better. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really have a specific reason. I've always played on Yahoo. I never really played on ESPN, so I don't, you know, I, I don't really know ESPN. Uh, but I mean, for like the last ten years, we've been using Yahoo, and it's it's so simple, it's easy. They renew it every year, like literally, like around May, you'll get the notification button to renew the league, and with the click of a button, it just automatically renews. You know, so I'm pretty sure ESPN probably does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a matter of just being. It's what we're used to. But what what is the? I'm, like, I'm asking you, like, what is it that during the season long play, like? with the app or online that makes it most comfortable for you? It's to me it's it's the most user friendly. Like I, I actually I I tried getting on ESPN one time and it was just like it the one on Yahoo was a little bit more user friendly. Um and then everyone on in the leagues that I'm in, they're just more familiar with Yahoo. So it just made it you know a lot more simpler. Cause I, I personally just hundred percent like ESPN yeah, the I way you're the, big on ESPN. I like the way it looks better. Yeah, I think the no graphically. I'll give you that graphically. ESPN does look better. I think sure. it's just easier to use. The app is way easier to use than than the. Well, that's the thing. I think Yahoo is easier. That's so fine. That's what you think. But I'm saying my opinion is like it's like I, iPhone, Android. One of the biggest reasons that I also like ESPN 
to play fantasy football on more than I do Yahoo, mm-hmm. is the advice. I feel that the advice given by the ESPN experts, mm-hmm. you know, and they all say the truth too. Like, listen, we're the same thing you and I are doing here. We're giving our best estimated hypothesis. Right. Like Opinions. we're taking, yeah, we're taking all our stats and our previous uh, playing experience, and we're just giving our best estimated guesses. Yeah, forecasting. It's a guessing game. Yeah, yeah, we're just forecasting. So, but I feel like theirs are the most relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing when you do anything else. Like, you know, like if if you're listening to us and you really relate to us, because you know we're just everyday fantasy sports. We're not experts. We're just everyday fantasy sports players. And if you, the fans, are listening and relate to us in that way, then that's great. But that's the whole thing when you're playing fantasy football. Whoever you want to get your advice from, yeah, get it from somewhere you trust that you relate to. Like maybe their advice. Oh, okay, they're saying it in a way I didn't realize before. Whatever it is, and I think that ESPN for me. For the most part, does that. Now, not, we obviously don't get all our stats from ESPN or Yahoo like that, mm-hmm. but I, and I, I just think it's just so much easier. Like, you know, you just look at your league and you just swipe left, and I'm looking at my next league. I right. know with like Yahoo, you got to go to the bottom left, get to touch the bottom left, and then click which yeah. league you have to go to. With ESPN, I literally just swipe left, and yeah. I'm there in my next league. No, I mean, content wise, uh, you know, Yahoo doesn't hold it towards the ESPN. You know what I mean? Like, ESPN is, is light years ahead as far as content. But I just think just like as, as a host, to me, you know, I, I just like Yahoo better. But content-wise, there's no argument. ESPN got it. Okay. Um, now, let me ask you, uh, what do you do? Do you do a penalty for the last place? Uh, no. I mean, or we, you we, we've implemented one? it last year. I think um, it was just the uh, last place played some extra money. I don't remember exactly how it was, but just it was a money penalty. Because I remember like, uh, Ferg mentioned, because in one league that him and I are in with yeah. uh, with, with my boy Tim Runs, um, he's just called Amateur Hour. That name of that league. I love that name. Uh, it's like the last place person, they pay an extra $100. It goes yeah, to the and pool. Then the, the and then they get the first pick the next year. They get to choose. Oh, they get to choose their pick They get the first year. choice of whatever pick they want. Yeah. Like, I remember one year I came in last place. Uh, I, I won it the second year. Then the third. So the first year was open, my boys never won it. The second year, I won it. The third year, I came in last place. And uh, I forgot who won. I think believe it was my boy. It was actually Zimmel again. And then the fourth year, which I came in last place the year before, that year, I got to pick the sixth pick, which I wanted that pick. I ended up winning that year. So then, uh, yeah, so then that, that was helpful. But there's, like, other ways I want to implement it. Like, I know one way that I'm going to implement in my league this year, if you're in last place, uh, there's going to be a picture of you taken with the toilet bowl seat around your neck <laughs> holding the loser's trophy and your picture is going to be posted on all our social media feeds with a bunch of embarrassing hat tags ah. about how you suck in the stand. So it's like an embarrassment penalty. Yeah, embarrassing bunch of friends, you know, because I everybody, like that. That, everybody in my cool. league is all, we're all friends, we're all from Woodside, and, yeah. you know, just, uh, so that we're going to do that. Like, but I know there's been other ways. Like, I know uh, we wanted, like, um, in my other league I'm in, it's called FYPM. F you, pay me. Okay. <laughs> he was Italian mob guy, shit like that, <laughs> right? So uh, we wanted to get the, a pink um, glittered uh, license plate. Duh cover that goes on your car and says i suck in fantasy football or, i came in last place in my fantasy football and you have to drive around like that for the year for the year yeah so <laughs> that's like that. a good one uh also yeah do, do you have uh also like i um to recommend in trophies wise i know do you have a trophy league or no no you gotta get a trophy league, no. bro. Gotta get maybe a, trophy. a belt the belt will be a little bit belt's cooler. fine yeah, yeah yeah but my boy my boy mudu in his league he has a belt for his league yeah. no i'll um, look into that belt's fine i like i actually made my own trophy Oh, I remember you telling me, yeah. Yeah, I handmade my own trophy. I'm actually going to put up a special video, too, on uh, on YouTube, on our channel, about how I handmade my trophy. But uh, we have no affiliation with these guys whatsoever, but I'm going to buy this trophy for our BFB league, and we have no affiliation, but their trophy is legit. We're going to buy this trophy. 
Oh, I look forward to taking that home. <laughs> yeah, right. You will You will look forward to it, but you won't actually do it. That's fine. Look forward all you want. But I'm, I'll put a picture up on the YouTube channel, as you can see, and I'll put a picture up on our Instagram, too, so you can see what trophy we're going to get for our league. And it's a really, really awesome trophy. Go to trophysmack.com, trophysmack.com, and they have great, great trophies that you can have for your league. They come in different sizes. They make different colors to the pillar. Uh, it's like real legit wood at the bottom. We're going to get that. It's not even expensive at all. Um so that's something that we're going to get for our league. TrophySmack.com is great. Now, uh, as far as playoffs go, what do you like to have the playoffs for your league? So we have uh, – it's a 12-team league, and the uh, top six make the playoffs. Some people think that that's too much. 50% of the league makes the playoffs, but it's also a way to keep everyone interested and motivated. You know, because, I mean, you, know, you it goes – every year, you know, like the last – the teams that are in last place, like they'll start to fizzle out towards the end of the year. They stop paying attention, and it affects the whole league, you know, so you don't want that. So, you know, the top six make the playoffs, and it stays competitive pretty much through, you know, week 13, 14, which is when fantasy uh, playoffs usually start. So now to argue with you about that, Mm -hmm. I think of it for the same reasons you do, but for eight players. Because the way I look at it— Eight eight teams? Eight teams. Yeah, eight teams. Yeah, yeah. I think six— That's that's 75% of the league, though. Exactly. So you're telling—I'm keeping more than half of my league involved. But how would you feel like, let's say, if you were the first place team? That's all year in round, any and then sport, in any time, any place. All right, that, anybody. Be so frustrating. That's in any sport, though. Yeah. You, 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 that, even even basketball. You're telling me an eight seed, and you know it's happened before. Really, the eight really seed rarely happens. It does happen. It happens, but and it also it doesn't always happen in fantasy football. But that's just what it is. Like if you yeah. know if. You go undefeated the entire season, then you lose the first match in the playoffs, and it could be for a lot of reasons. You lose. It could be lose because because somebody got injured or whatever it is, or because you made the wrong choices in your lineup or whatever it is for a lot of reasons. Right. I remember one year, and I think uh, they made it in in my in in my league uh, FYPM, and it, it was this was crazy. This was crazy. I think that's why they changed the rules because because I was like borderline last place. I think I was I was dead last in the league. Dead. Last in the league by Flex, come on, man. I, this is like week 11. I was dead last. Then I made some like wave wire pickups at the end, like, yo, you're not even gonna make the playoffs. Like, it was impossible for me to make it. I needed in the last week, I needed five guys to lose. And not only did I need those five guys to lose, I needed to beat all those guys in points wise by more than 50 points. Mm. And all those five guys, they weren't playing against each other. So it's not like out of those five guys, like two were opponents, so one was definitely getting a win. They were playing separate people. All those five guys ended up losing. I ended up beating everybody by over 100 points. I had a killer week. I ended up making the playoff by the skin of my teeth. Everything broke your way. In the first round, the only player I would have beaten that week was my opponent. In the second round, the only player I would have beaten that week was my opponent. In the finals, sorry, Viviani, I got to make you relive this. But in the finals, um, on the last game of the last game of the season, last day on the Monday Night Football, I had the Broncos defense and he had A.J. Green. I'll never forget it. And I forgot by whatever points I was up, but we were just it was he, he was like winning, winning. It was so close. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He ended up having a one point lead with the final seconds going in the fourth quarter, and it was Cincinnati's ball. And I had my Broncos defense playing. He had AJ Green on. Final seconds are going. I'm I'm watching. I'm in blend on the water, and I'm watching. I'm like I'm like stressing. I'm stressing. Right. Cincinnati snaps the ball. It's a bad snap. Denver recovers on the very last play of the Monday night game, recovers that bad snap. It's considered, I think I remember that. It, cons- it was like three or four years ago, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. It was a bad snap. I was down by one. 
or like yeah, something like that. Bells like down by like one, whatever it is. Denver ends up recovering it. It's considered a fumble. I win the game by like point six. On the fumble recovery. On the fumble recovery by <laughs> the Denver awesome. Broncos defense, and that won me the championship. So I was in dead last place week 11. I ended up winning the championship by point like six or whatever it was. My boy Andy was like, yo, when, you, when is ESPN going to call you to do a 30 for 30 of how you came up and won your your, your fantasy football, how I won my fantasy football league, ESPN 30 for 30. Yo, it was it was that nuts. But see, Throw the, the idea out there, Flex. That'd be a good one. It would be. But see, the idea was is that even though I was dead last, I think I picked up like Justin Forsett or something like somewhere because he was like, Somebody got injured and they were getting off the waiver. Yeah. They were pissed at me for well, you were so- streaming everyone. Yeah, but they were pissed at me for picking up waiver wire people mm-hmm. because, like, oh, you're such in last place, you have no chance of winning. And and, and I get it that it's frustrating to everybody else. Trust me, because I probably would have been frustrated too. Yeah, but because it depends like how it breaks. You know, like if you're the victim of it, you're frustrated. If it works out in your favor, right, you right, like it, you know? right. So- but but the thing is, I kept myself. In- I could have easily, yo, I'm in last place. I'm not going to make it. Whatever, and then give up. Right. But when you so that's why I like having the eight teams because I keep more than half my league involved. Mm-hmm. I keep more than half my league playing, and so I'm like living proof. You're like, oh, but there's no way he could make it. There was no way I could. You're telling me the last game I needed five guys to lose and those five guys to not play each other, and for me to beat them all by more than fifty points. So like, that that that, that that's what I'm trying to say is that we um just keep eight players. I feel more right. than six. You know. Right. Uh, just another quick question, too. So how do you handle trades? Oh, so, um, I mean, pretty simple. We have a vote through the league. You and do majority, Yeah, majority rules. The thing with that is that it's very hard to get trades to go through. So Depending the people yeah, in the like, league. I think in, like, the history of our league, maybe, like, only a handful of trades have happened. Because it's everyone always vetoes it. Now, they always veto it because they feel a certain way about it or just because they just want to be jerks? Yeah, because it's all, you know, it, trades are subjective on who gets the better end of it. You know what I mean? Like, people will feel like one one side got the better end of it and other people feel that the other side got the better end of it. So it's just very hard to get 12 people or the majority of 12 people to agree that a trade is fair. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I, I, I never overrule a trade. So it's usually like majority rules, and it's very it's very rare that a trade actually happens. To be honest with you, okay. Because see, I'm in I, one of my leagues. I know they just trade just because they want to be haters. Oh, this guy's making a trade. Hell no, I'm going to veto whatever trade you do. And they just they they've done it. They literally right. say I was going to veto every trade you make just because they want to be. You so know, it's it's the go. same thing in your league, or do you have fun well, to say? In my no, in my league that I run, I run with my boy Kento. Mm-hmm. We 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 uh we do voting wise, right? And then and then but if, you know and then we we but we don't we do a vote. Uh, like in the chat room, not like because you could set your settings on leagues to say like, okay, you have to like let them vote, and they'll actually go and vote what they want, um, and then it would go by whatever they vote. Mm-hmm. We take a vote amongst the the teams, and then Kento and I make the final decision. We, us because commissioners make the final decision, but mm-hmm. we take in consideration their like votes. So it's like unofficial votes, but in, in that league, like see, like we're all, we're all such really good friends. We hardly ever veto anything because not for nothing, most of the trades we make are not like outlandish trades. They're not like crazy, right? But even any other league I'm in, too, same thing. We're all really great. The Amateur League, we're all really great friends with everybody. We all get along. I remember Ferg when he was here, and he said he made that crazy trade with his brother, which right. him and his brother are going to be here for our next mock draft show. So B. Ferg wants to <laughs> speak his piece on why he made that trade, mm-hmm. that he gave away uh, Julio Jones for Jacquez Rogers. trade. Or A.J. Green. Yeah, he gave it like a, like a stud wide receiver for Jacquez Rogers and Mark Ingram. That, that was in last year's league, right? 
Last year's league, yeah. And he ended up making the finals, B. Ferg. But he's going to defend himself. But still, like, a trade like that that we thought was so crazy, mm-hmm. like, whatever, just let him do it. Because we're just all friends here and we just all want to play. So, like, it didn't bother us. So, but like I said, I'm in other leagues where they just want to be a jerk. Like, nah, nah, I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating you. Right. So, I mean, that's why Kento and I leave the trades up to, like, uh, to us to veto it. But then we take make the final decision on it. Right. And for the most part, trades really go through a lot. Like, it's not yeah, really... Yeah. They're not really bad trades that get made for the most part, you know? Yeah, I hear you. But, yeah, but going on for the future, though, guys, so we're going to have the commissioner chat. If you have a question for us as a commissioner, we're going to set up, like, a commissioner chat room, like a commissioner forum room, so you could ask other commissioners, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Let me ask other commissioners, what would you do in this situation? Because you are the one in charge of your league. And um, we're going to have that. If you want to have a question for us, hashtag commissioners chat. DM us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast. Uh, tweet us uh, at Podcast BFB using the, using the hashtag commissioners chat, and then we'll be more than uh, happy to help you out along the way. So let's get started uh, into the rest of the show. So today is going to be our tight ends and defense show. Tight, tight ends indeed. And I don't think defense is – you don't really hear a lot of people talk about defense a lot of times. So we're going to touch about it. We're going to be a little different. And we're going to talk about our tight ends. Once again, I did not make a drop. This is a lot of work. What's the matter with you? With, listen, a lot's a matter. I haven't been the same since birth, but it's a lot of work for me to come up with these things every week and all these other drops, all right? I mean, it's not like I have a studio or people working around me. Not anybody want to work for free? Not yet, not yet. If anybody wants to, like, you know, just send us something to get some credit, you want, you want to send us some drops or whatever it is or something that we can use in our show, send it to us. We'll give you some, we'll give you shout outs and credits for it. And, you know, if you got, you're trying to get your name out there a little more, let us know. We'll try, we'll help you out get your name out. We have no problem. So let's start off with the tight ends. Yeah, let's it's, talk. Let's talk tight ends. And let's have you start off, Charlie. All right. Why so, don't you start it off? Talk to him. All right. So tight ends. Um, I think um, when I'm looking at tight ends, is it fair to say like the the first tier is pretty much set in stone? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, would you, so you, you talking about Gronk, mm-hmm. Kelsey, and Ertz? Yeah. Right. Would you say? And then there's a pretty big drop off, you know, to that next tier. But, yeah, I mean, okay. out of that, out of that tier, right? I mean, the thing is this: like Rob Gronkowski obviously has the most upside, but the question with him is if he could stay on the field. You know, if he if he stays on the field, I think it's he's a, he's the easy t, t tight end one for the year. I think, correct? What would you think? Not easy, but I mean, I mean, the thing is more this, than likely. Yeah, because he's got the most touchdown upside. Okay. I'll let you speak because I have, I have something to say against what you against said. I'll, I'll let, well, something you just said about it, but I'll, I'll say it after you say well, your piece. Well, my whole thing is this. Like, I like Kelsey, but Kansas City also has one of the toughest matchups, schedules for uh, tight ends this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would give the nod to Gronkowski. But the thing with Gronkowski is that, you know, his health has been a question mark for the last couple of years. I mean, when he stays on the field, the production's there, no question. Um, and I think he's, he's finished as the, the top tight end uh, three times in the last eight years in PPR formats. What do you mean top? What do you mean by top? The top overall tight end. Oh, as a top overall tight end. Okay, as okay, the top okay, overall okay. tight ends in uh, PPR formats. Yeah, it's three years, yeah. Yeah. So I think, and that one year, you're like 330 points he killed. Right. So the thing the thing that makes me a little nervous is that he's only projected for you know 106 targets compared to Kelsey's 130. Uh, but he's also projected for 10 touchdowns. So my whole thing with Gronk is if he could stay on the field – um, I, I'm projecting him to have a huge, huge year, especially like with you know all. There's really no you know receivers there anymore besides besides Hogan. You know Edelman suspended. 
Um, they just cut two players, you know, so... Eric Decker, yeah. Eric Decker, big signing for Eric Decker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I know it's it's obvious, but Gronk really, really stood out to me. I like Decker, though. I wish he would do, you know, do good there. He's a good... Decker? Gronk, yeah, yeah, I'm saying hopefully he does well there. We'll see. But yeah, speaking about Gronk, um, so, I mean, I hear you... Yeah, and he's going 211, you know, so it's 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 a substantial investment. Uh, but I think there's tremendous upside there with him. See, now I hear you about Gronk, and Gronk kind of like it's like tempting to take him mm-hmm. because he's just so good as a tight yeah. end. He's such I a. I mean, great- a couple of years ago, sorry for like not to cut you off, but he was in a tier by himself mm-hmm. for a couple of years. No, yeah, yeah, you know? but and- to go again, like. Now I know people think about like him staying on the field if he's if he's healthy if he's healthy because he's had like something yeah. like major like, broken arms and stuff like this and that third. But what this is the thing when you talk about when he's on the field he produces right because right. So since since entering the league back in 2010 when he plays at least 10 games he's only been outside the top 10 once mm-hmm. and that was his first year in 2010 it wasn't by a lot it was only he was tight end 11 in his first year and that second year is when he killed in that number one in 30 yeah. points but the game the years when he plays at least 10 games. That's been six out of the last eight years. Yeah. So I don't think he's off the field as much as we believe or we or we think. Because I also think that he's like really always off the field all the time. But for him to play at least ten games for six out of the last eight years mm-hmm. to give you at least double digit games, like that's not as bad as you would think. Yeah, but I mean, ten games—that's that's almost you know that's a lot of games to miss to play right there. No, play at least. He doesn't miss ten games. He plays no, no, at I, least. I, I know, played at least. So 10 he's games. missing six. Right, but that's that's a, well, actually, that's a lot though. Actually, the, the the in double digits. Yeah. So it, it, like ten wasn't his last his, his lowest. Eleven games. Mm-hmm. So really, f- for six out of the last eight years, he's played at least eleven games. Right. It's not too bad. It's not bad, but for for you know where you're taking him, right, like, right. You want the production there. No, it's you know it's I mean? exactly and what the it thing is. That that made me a little nervous is that you know he was talking about retirement. Yeah, he's not happy. He was saying something about I mean? him not it's, being happy like, with the that's, Patriots. That's too. a little nervous. Like, you're, is he like mentally checked out? Is his heart like into it? Uh, but for a player that young, like really at the top of his game, to be talking retirement makes me a little nervous. I, I agree. But don't get me wrong. He makes me feel. I, I do not at all. Like I think I've only drafted him once in my entire time playing fantasy football. Yeah. And I think because he fell to me in the third round, like he's just at the time, like he yeah. just happened to be there, so I took him. But, um, but on average, on the, on the season where he does play at least ten games, at least eleven games, whatever, mm-hmm. he averages on two hundred thirty-eight fantasy points per year. Now, if he did that last year, and he stood in his average, that would have got him right there, right under Tariq Hill and Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. That was last year's falling about it. But the thing is, like last year, he was taken. In the second round, I just think it's too much to spend on a tight end. I get it, yeah. Gronk gives you those numbers, but last year he was taken over in ahead of guys like Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, Doug Baldwin, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. These are all like prime additions to right. your running back and wide receiver spots that he was taken ahead of. Right, but if the thing is this, like the, with Gronk, if he if he play, I know it's a big if, but if if he plays sixteen games. He could. He's double digit touchdowns in his. Well, sleep. like I said, he's averages. He averages you two hundred thirty eight fantasy points, which right. is good. But it's it's still now. I mean, if you look at the other tight ends, like who realistically can you project for double digit touchdowns? You know, like not, you said, Kelsey and Ertz. Yeah, not Graham this year because you know how I feel about him. Right, but not that many. I mean, Kelsey to get ten touchdowns. Greg, Greg uh, Olson, I, I would see that you could give you double double. Um, Big question mark with him though, health wise also. I don't know if it's a big question, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something to like think about, you know. Yeah. But um, 
but yeah, it's like I just I just think it's too much to spend for. Uh, yeah, well, Ertz is going at three oh eight, you know, so that's almost an entire round after Gronk, and then Ertz four oh four. But see, then when you're going about those rounds, a little bit different because you, your your first and second round pick on average it accumulates to about thirty one percent of your total team's fantasy points for the whole year. Thirty one percent, right? That is a big number for your first. So you like have to really nail your first two picks. You got to get them right. Thirty one percent is a big chunk of your entire year's number. Yeah. And to spend that on a tight end, like I rather have, you know, like the wide receiver, even my flex giving me like big numbers as opposed to like I rather just get later on a tight end that could give me like the 10, 12 points a game. That's fine. I rather have that. You know what I mean? Right. So like, like, like to go into one guy that I want to talk about real quick, like just real quick, we'll talk about him is Delaney Walker. Since Delaney being, is solid. He's I love Delaney Walker. Yeah. Every year is one of my favorite guys to have. Now, since entering now, since being with the Titans, since because he was on San Francisco. Would you before, say he's number one after that tier? After that tier of to me, Gronk, Kelsey, to and, me, and but it, I mean, I wouldn't put him up that high because he goes so low. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's one of the safest things to take. Like I said, yeah. since beating with the Titans, on average, he gives you twelve point four fantasy points per game. Yeah, that's Mariota's always looking for him. This is his favorite target yeah. since he's beating the Titans. Security blanket. But, but it's like I said, it's it's just a, there's not many tight ends out there. There's not a lot of people at that position, and you know. For you to for you to get this one player that could give you twelve point four fantasy points per game on average every year with the Titans, he gets one hundred and seven passes per year. Only on his first year with the Titans did he get under a hundred hundred targets, mm-hmm. hundred targets, which is his first year entering it. You know, like it, as steady as he is going in the seventh round, definitely give me some Delaney Walker, especially all day every day. I like him more than other people going to seventh round. Look at the guys going to seventh round like Marlon Mack, Carlos Hyde, Jamal Williams. I much rather take Delaney Walker. Like that's a guy I'm telling you that. On average, he gives you 12.4 fantasy yeah. points per game. You get that uh, in a tight end? He's like the definition of safe. Walker. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I remember last year, I ended up being first first place in my league. I didn't win the championship, but I ended up being first place in one of my leagues, and I was terrible. Like I, I lost. Who did I have? I had Odell that I lost. Mm-hmm. I had Chris Hogan that I ended up losing. I uh, I think I drafted Andrew Luck, and I lost Carson Palmer that year that I also had. Yeah. Uh, Jay Ajayi was my running back who did terrible. That was my team. I still ended up being in first place. Right, right. Because also with the help of having guys like Delaney Walker and Everett Ingram, and I was able to play a uh, tight end in my flex spot. Mm. So I had Delaney Walker and Everett Ingram. And don't get me wrong, Keenan Allen and Larry Fitzgerald really helped me out a lot too. So luckily oh, I had, yeah. but luckily I had those guys to like take over for what I lost with with Jay Ajayi, Odell Beckham Jr., Carson Palmer. Like you know what I mean? Right. But. Uh, speaking of Evan Ingram, I know you have a thought about Evan Ingram to so move on to the next side end to talk about. I, I like Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he is a giant, so I'm not going to hold that against him, uh, although I should. But, I mean, look, last year was kind of an outlier because, you know, there were so many injuries on the Giants on the, on the Giants team. Um, but, I mean, he got 108 targets, and I think that he projects for right around 100 targets again this year. So here's the thing. I mean, when I look at, like, if, if I'm going to take a flyer on someone, I'm looking at talent and opportunity. The talent's there with this kid, and it looks like the opportunity is going to be there as well. So I don't, you know, based on where he's going, 6.05, um, you know, there's touchdown upside with him. He's projected for right around six targets a game. So I, I think there's that there's plenty plenty of upside with uh, Evan Ingram. Um, and as a Giants fan, yeah, and uh, well, he's in. And um, sorry, not not to cut you off, but he's coming fourth off the board on a lot of mock drafts. Yeah, as yeah. Far as no, no. I I I think real life football wise, he's going to do really well this year. Mm-hmm. 
I don't feel that way fantasy wise. I think fantasy wise he's gonna have some regression and right. he's not gonna do as good fantasy wise. But why like why do you feel that? So I am gonna see a big drop in regression that I think so like last year he ended up as tight end five, all right? He was just point nine points shy of who was tying the fourth place who mm-hmm. was. Do you know who fourth place was, Isaac? Fourth place last year? Yeah, who came in tight end tight end four? Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, yeah. exactly. So right before my boy Delaney Walker, he just came shy of him. Uh, one thing about Ender Ingram, like I, he, why he did so good, I feel, was that this, it was one of those. There's no one left. Opportunity. That's it. Like mm-hmm. there was nobody it was left. Sort of like the last man standing. Yeah, he was. He was nobody left. Now talent is there. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Talent is there, but um, he he's got another year to improve on certain things, and I think he's gonna do good with there. But I just feel like with a healthy wide receiver core, you know, like they're also gonna be less worried about him. So do good a lot of things, but. For the past six years, even before Evan, Evan Ingram and before Evan Ingram entered last year, so for the six years before that, Eli Manning's tight end on average end up as tight end eighteen. Now, granted, since like Jeremy Shockey, he really hasn't had a capable right. tight end since Evan Ingram and Jeremy Shockey, and a Pat Shermer offense is a totally different story. For the past five years, since Pat Shermer was an offensive coordinator, his tight ends end up on average as tight end. 10 and he definitely use a guy like him in the red zone he's six foot three 234 pounds he's a strong solid guy it's a guy you want to look for in the mm-hmm. end zone but the thing is i just i just think there's just way too many mouths to feed you know odell's gonna get his targets yeah you know saquon's gonna get his targets uh you know i'm you well know, odell you project odell for about 160 targets right yeah maybe more you project around 160 i mean ab's projected for like 160 so he'll get right around that uh, Sterling Shepard will probably project anywhere between ninety to a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, and Saquon's going to project for around eighty to a hundred. Mm-hmm. I still see he. I still think he gets a hundred targets in that offense. I I, I don't. I don't think he's going to get that many targets. Maybe by the red zone, he'll get a lot more targets and he'll get like some touchdowns. There'll probably be something, maybe somewhat of Plus like he's you know he's a matchup nightmare. But I'm I mean, saying like he'll probably can't cover him. He'll probably be somewhat maybe of like what uh, Jimmy Graham was last year. You know, Jimmy Graham got the most red zone targets. He had 15 right. touchdowns and he ended up as tight end seven. Mm-hmm. Maybe something around there. I just there's a lot of good reasons to believe yeah. in Nevin Ingram. I just I'm a little and bit you. I mean, you know better than I would, but Eli seems like he he trusts him. Like he trusts Odell more, and I think he's going to trust Saquon more. Like you know what I mean? I just, I just, yeah. I just see it like that. He's going to have a. Uh, it's it, there's too many mouths to feed. I feel like over there yeah. in uh, in New York, and I just see regression from him. You okay. know, one other another big thing. Yeah, I don't know about last year. About granted, he was the only person there, but his catch percentage rating wasn't that good. He had a catch percentage rating only fifty five point seven. So like that, he but. The, at the same time, as much as he dropped a lot of passes, mm-hmm. he has another year to get better with it, and he has a healthy right. wide receiver core to help him out. But still, I just, I just, I just think lower and manage your expectations with uh, Evan Ingram. With Evan Ingram this year, all right. So there's another tight end you want to talk about? Yeah. So uh, Kyle Rudolph, he's interesting to me this year as well. Um, obviously, everyone knows the um, Vikings signed Kirk Cousins, the biggest signing of the offseason. Mm-hmm. and. Kirk Cousins threw 99 touchdowns at Washington. 27 of them were to the tight end. So he looks for the tight end. And, you know, he he had you know, a, a talented Jordan Reed there, but Jordan Reed was never on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Kyle Rudolph, you know, on you know based on where he's going, he's got, like, top five tight end potential, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So he's another interesting one that stuck, stuck out to me. Yeah. Also where he's going. I mean, he's going really high. I mean, there's another one of those situations, like where I said, like there's like just so many mouths to feed over there uh, in Minnesota when you got guys like it's the same situation as you know Evan Ingram. But yeah, I, exactly. I just think the opportunities will be there, and bro. without Pat Shermer there anymore, I yeah. just uh, he's going six eleven. 
I just, to me, it's just Kyle Rudolph. I just, and I think he's consistently, he always ends up there somewhere, you know what I mean? But I just feel like he, uh, Kyle Rudolph's one of those guys that if yeah. I grab, I always feel like, you know, probably maybe best available more by name, but I don't really feel like he just gives me too much. You know much. how many touchdowns he scored over the last two years? How many? 15. Mm-hmm. And I think those numbers, if anything, are going to go up with Kirk Cousins there. I don't think so much about quarterback play as far as, like, maybe tight end production, like the way he is. I, I, I think he's, like, a solid one in the middle, you don't, but you I'd don't much think rather... they upgraded their quarterback position? But once again, it's not... You, you, could have, you could have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, but if you're not a good receiver, like, a good much of a player, it doesn't matter who's throwing you the ball sometimes. You know what I mean? I just mm. don't... I don't think that Kyle Rudolph's all that good. That's the thing. I just don't think he's all that good. I just don't. Talent wise, you just talent don't wise, I don't think he's all that good, and I think it shows fantasy wise. I, I just, I just personally don't think he's all that good. To be honest with you, that's just my opinion. That is what I see. That is what I get from him. And like I said, every year I don't really, I haven't really got anything like great out of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is just how I feel about him. Um, one guy that I want to talk about a lot, not so much a lot, but uh, who I feel is a. Uh, is better is uh Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. I am actually very, very, very big on Jordan Reed this year, especially with where bullish he's on going. Reed? Huh? You're bullish on Reed? I'm very bullish on Reed. I'm really big on Reed, and he's somebody that I'm recommending to draft. And I his ADP is of eight oh three. And listen, we all know very well about the injuries. We all know everything that happens about the injuries. I get it, right? But Alex Smith, for out of the past nine years, he had a tight end in the top ten for seven out of those nine years. Yeah, he loves a tight end. He loves his tight ends. And uh, not for nothing, but also, who's Jordan Reed's backup? Do you know? Nope. Which is one of Alex, Alex Smith's favorite tight ends, which is Vernon Davis. Oh, Vernon Davis. Vernon okay. Davis is, is, one of, is, 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 is one of his um, – is, is Jordan Reed's backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, – that's the only thing. Like, if you Vernon Davis is going undrafted, he's going undrafted inside the leagues. Right. So if you take Jordan Reed, you with your very last pick or second to last pick could easily take and handcuff him, handcuff him. Yeah. With Vernon Davis, easily without a problem. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, look, if you're telling me that Jordan Reed would play, you know, fourteen games this year, mm-hmm. could be a top three tight end. You know, yeah, no, that much he's, he's got plenty, plenty, plenty of talent, but it's it's because of the fact of how much Alex Smith liked using his tight ends. Right. Like I said, for seven out of the last nine years, and Vernon Davis was at the time one of those guys, to to, to be a tight end one, I, I just – he's the best – he could – he's got the talent-wise to be one of the best tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. To be up there, like he at one point his name was brought up there with like you know the Gronks and the Gonzalez's and the Olsons and the Antonio Gates, you know. Right. But he's just always hurt. He's always hurt with one thing over another. He's never in his career played an entire full season. Never done that. But I just like Alex Smith being there. I like the opportunities there, and I just like that Vernon Davis is there too. So I just I just like the fact that you could take Jordan Reed in the eighth round. I much have Jordan Reed over the other guys going in the eighth round. Jordy Nelson, Chris Thompson, C.J. Anderson, Marquise Goodwin. Much rather have Jordan Reed over there. Right. So, yeah, given the upside, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. And like I said, just I recommend if you grab Jordan Reed, take take Vernon Davis. He's not going drafted him mostly. Take him with your last pick. Grab a kicker, a, a, a you know, a round early. If you grab one that you really like or whatever it is, you know, and grab yourself a, a Gerline from from the Rams, and 
Or or the two other ones that I think you could grab really late too that are pretty good that have a lot of upside like Vance McDonald for the Steelers. You know Jesse James can be used more as a blocker. They already said yeah. to, you know and uh, Ricky Seal Jones I like as super yeah. late picks also. You know like those types. Of, but I am big on Jordan Reed this year and that's like a freebie for everybody else in all the drafts that look out coming around the eighth round. I'm gonna more than likely take Jordan Reed in a lot of them. Yeah, I'm big on Jordan Reed. What do you think of uh, everyone's? Darling in the preseason. You like using that word darling for everybody, Trey, right? Trey Burton. Is that is that like a Mets I'm, thing I'm gonna for reti- you? I'm going to retire it after Is this that like podcast. a Mets thing for you? Like Ron Darling or Ron whatever? Darling? No. <laughs> it was a good pitch, pitcher, by the way. He's the only Mets pitcher to win the Golden Glove. Ron Darling? He's the only Mets pitcher to win the Golden Glove. Little fun fact. I didn't so, know that. That was one of my questions for you the other week that I didn't use. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I know about it. I love Trey Burton, man. I love You're telling me the same coach that was on the Chiefs that was coaching Travis Kelsey is now going to have Trey Burton? And they're going to use him also as a receiver type. Like, I, I yeah. love Trey Burton. He caught a touchdown in the preseason game. He threw a touchdown. Oh, he threw a touchdown. No, no. Pre, oh, preseason caught. Pre-season sorry, game. sorry. Super Bowl game, he no, threw a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, come on. Super Bowl, he threw a touchdown. No, in the uh, preseason game, he caught a touchdown. Yeah, no. I, 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 I've I always been big on uh, Trey Burton. I've always liked Trey Burton yeah. a lot. He's going 806. The thing with him is that he started off like, you know, a month ago, he was he was a sleeper. Mm-hmm. But now there's just so much buzz about him. Like, is he is he still a sleeper? Yeah, he's so sleepy. I mean, he, every time I look at fan, a fantasy calculator, he's moving up and up and up the draft board. So right now he's at he's at eight oh six, and I think last week he was in the ninth round. So he keeps moving up and up and up. I I I, I still I still see him as a, as a, as a second sleeper pick because yeah. it's I mean to to a sleeper to me is a guy that is going to. Produce way more than their ADPs. Right, he's going to exceed expectations. I, I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be like a not for nothing. He's going to be like a, like a top seven tight end. I can see that. I, I mean, there's a, there's a ways that he could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be like a top seven, borderline top five tight end. You know, so uh, I I like Trey Burton a lot this year. Yeah. Now it's interesting. I mean, the softest schedules for tight end this year is Indy. Tennessee bodes well for your guy Walker. Jacksonville, you know, they Jenkins ended up going there. Mm-hmm. Austin Safarian Jenkins had a big year with the, the Jets last year. I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Duh. And Carolina for uh, Greg Olson. Yeah. Now, the, the hardest schedules for a tight end are Kansas City, the Chargers, San Fran, and the Vikings. So it's, it's interesting. Speaking of scheduling-wise, and to move on to the next part because, you know, we touched a lot about tight ends. And once again, party people, uh, for the future, if there's any player that we did not talk about that you would like to know about, hit us up. Remember, we here at the Better Fantasy Bureau are for the everyday fantasy sports players. We're regular everyday fantasy sports players. So please, hit us up with questions. Let us know. We don't care what the question is. The question could be is, what is fantasy football? And, and I don't care what it is. Just like ask us anything you want to know. And, you know, even if you, if you want to get into it, whatever it is, ask us. If there's a player that we didn't mention, ask us what you think about that player. We'll tell you about it. We'll probably bring it up on another show. Mm-hmm. So uh, to going on now to the defenses and start talking about the defenses, um, who is your favorite defense for this year? Favorite? I would have to say Jacksonville. That's your, that's well, Jacksonville is going as the number one defense. Yeah, that's one. your favorite defense? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I, I mean, look, they were they were lights out last year, and I I didn't see any regression with them. So I think they're going to be they're going to be a top defense this year, as well. You know, they I, I don't get me wrong. I agree that they're going to be a top defense this year. I mean, um, of course, there were certain things about them that wasn't too uh, like they weren't that great against the run last year. They weren't that great against the run. They were ranked thirteenth. Uh, 
They were right. still really good against the run. Right. Boy, Their like, secondary is is lights out, though. Like, Ramsey's the real deal. Like, no, I mean, Ramsey's the truth. Yeah. I mean, he's still – I mean, there's probably not that many shutdown corners in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. He's a true shutdown corner. No, no. They were great against the passes because last year they were number one against the quarterbacks and number one against the wide receivers. On average, quarterbacks that went against the Jaguars averaged only 10.4 fantasy, fantasy points per yeah. game. And the wide receivers – now, this isn't total points of all the wide receivers, I mean, because on average – Wide receivers got 23.4. Now, that means all the wide receivers on the team right. got a total. So, you're telling me for all your wide receivers to get 20, 23.4 points per game? Shut down. Right. Yeah, right. shut down. Absolutely. No, so like. How I, about you? Who are you looking at on my, Listen, I like the Jags. I like them. Don't get me wrong. My favorite, my favorite team, now one that I probably won't get a chance to pick maybe. We'll see how it is and whoever's available at the time, but that depends on the draft, whoever's available. Also, if I see like some defenses already going, but my favorite one this year to pick is the Rams. The main reason... Rams, the, Rams are buzzing this the year. Rams are buzzing, and I, the main reason why I like one of them is division. Division's one big reason. They're going against the Seahawks twice, the Cardinals twice, and the Niners twice. Yeah, I like the Niners to be a lot more improved and a lot better, but none of those offenses really scare me. To me, as term as divisions... I feel like they have the lightest offense to go against. Yeah. Because in every other division, there's only like a dominant, like, you know, offense to play against. You know what I yeah. mean? In every division. And just look at, you know, who they, they already, they had a decent defense last year. And now you add, a, you know, Sue and Tlaib. Uh, Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Sam Shield. You know, Darnold's a little disgruntled, but he's, he's, you know, arguably the best defensive player in the game. They're just you know, so they're, they're stacked. stacked. Yeah, they're and stacked. And I think I think because of the division. Because remember, if you're going against the Seahawks twice, Cardinals twice, and Niners twice, that is already two. You know, that's six games already. Yeah. That's six games out of your regular season, which is more or less about 13 weeks. So you're telling me more than half of your regular season is going against like these weak defenses, or even if you go into the playoffs, you're going against these weak defenses. I mean, offenses. I think the Rams are really good. What, of course, and not for nothing, the Rams, and another one is my favorite, is the Vikings. Vikes, Vikes are solid. Vikings are just, just, it's just safe to pick it out. Look, Vikings last year, just to give you some quick numbers about them, they were second. They were um, the second favorite uh, defense to me this year. That's my second favorite. Last year, they were the most stingiest ones as far as giving up fantasy points. They were third against the quarterback. They were first against the running backs. They were ninth against the wide receivers, and they were first against the tight ends. They were even tenth against the kickers. So in all categories, they were within the top 10 against every single one. And then also, their season is not so bad. Like I said, they're going against the Niners, they're going against the Bills, the Jets, the Bears, the Seahawks. None of those offenses scare you. And they're also going against good teams, though, like the Patriots, the Packers, the Eagles. But overall, like I said, every single category, they're within the top 10 in the NFL, of mm-hmm. fantasy-wise, with fantasy points against them. So I, I like the Vikings a lot. You know, Who else do you like? Yeah, uh, it pains me to say it, but I think the Eagles are going to be solid again this year. Again? Yeah, I think so. The Eagles, and then um, also I think, um, you know, as far as sleepers go, I think Tampa, and believe it or not, I think Cleveland can make some noise this year as well. Why do you think Tampa? Um, I just, I, I That's don't know. Interesting. Like they've, you know, they've made strides in their um, in their pass rush this year. Um, I think it, they're, they're going to make a jump this year. I think... I mean, look, I don't think they're going to be ranked top five, but I could see them, you know, finishing within the top ten this year. I mean, I, I don't know about – they were dead last last year. They were dead last. They were the 32th ranked defense against wide receivers. Right. On average, a wide receiver core gets 30 – That means 30, there's only one way to go. Is up. Or stay where you are and uh, not go they'll, anywhere. They'll be, they'll be better. They were – 
the, on average, wide receivers last year averaged 38.5 points against them. And not only that, they were dead last in wide receivers. They were also ranked 28th against the run. You know, like, it's – I don't see them so much being as a sleeper. I like I liked the, the Chargers again. The Chargers are a good defense to like again, you know um, – Especially where they are against QBs. Now, for the most part, for the most part, I feel like if your QBs are doing bad, your wide receivers are probably doing bad. You know, it's a little bit of a difference. Um, but the, they were fourth best against the quarterbacks last year. They're really good with the pass rush. The Chargers would only allow um, 12.3 fancy points per game on average against QBs. But with the run, it was a different story. They were 20th against the run, so that's why it's a little bit. But still, like if you're going late, I do like to grab the Chargers going late out in the drafts. And I've I seen a lot of mock drafts. Um, you know, when you're when you're picking against different players, you're missing out the big ones like Jacksonville and the Rams. The Chargers are still going more um, in like the eleventh round. So, them and uh, the Saints are another good ones to pick up. Mm-hmm. I think for late. Oh round yeah, the season. Saints. Saints are going to be good this but year. But my too. recommendation on defense: don't get too strung up on defenses because yeah. you could always stream the games yeah. as it is. Oh, you could always stream defenses. Yeah, you could always stream the defenses. Uh, all right, Charlie. I think we're coming up to that part of the show. Yeah, random questions. Want to do random questions? Yeah, let's do it. Ask me one of your random questions. All right, so random question for you, Flex. You being uh, from Queens, Uh who is the best rapper to come out of Queens? uh, Me. Besides you. (laughs) There's other rappers besides you. You you retire. You're not rapping no more. (laughs) Nas, man. That's easy. All right, so after Nas. Nas is a given, right? Nas. After Nas. You throw Prodigy in there? Probably, yeah. Probably has to be Prodigy in them, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna throw. Listen, Fifty Cent's legendary. I get it, but I'm not a Fifty Cent fan. Yeah, I, I'm. Listen, when you talk to me about hip hop, I'm very biased against stuff on the radio. I mean, the thing with Fifty is that he just had, you know, a, a smash out the gate and then never really followed it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really, I, I'm a big gangstar kind of guy. You know what I mean? Now, also gangstar, he was, he's, always, I mean, I could put them up there, but he's not. He grew up in Jamaica, Queens, yeah. but he's not from Jamaica, Queens. He's actually a uh, guru from Gangsta. He's actually from Boston. Mm. So that's why I wouldn't say him there. I'm not definitely not going to say Waka Flocka or Nicki Minaj, even though they're both from <laughs> Queens also, and I'm not going to put them up in that category or stuff like that. You know what I mean? But uh, nah, Nas, Nas to me is, is, is the truth. What's What's your favorite Nas album? Illmatic. Illmatic? Not a doubt. Illmatic. Illmatic is one of the top five albums for me of all time. Now, Oh wait, I just realized. Wait, no, he's not. He's not from Queens. He's from Brooklyn. All right, so forget it. Because to me, I think the greatest. To me, the greatest MC of all time. Now I say MCs and rappers are totally in two different categories in my mm-hmm. mind. Rappers, I agree. Rap is business, and it's fine. I'm not going to get into arguments with people about this right now. But to me, the greatest MC of all time is Rakim. Rakim okay. to me is the greatest MC of all time, and arguably, like because he just of everything he's done, everything he's influenced. Now it's a different story. Like if you want to hear storytelling type rappers, I'm a big Slick Rick kind of guy mm-hmm. for the best storytelling type rappers. I'm a huge Wu-Tang type of guy, you know, for like lyricist and uh, like Calm is my favorite artist of all time, you know? Right. What you got? Uh, I got to tell you for next week. We got to start wrapping up the show right now. All right, we'll save it. We'll save it for next time. That's why. Oh, I just realized I got to play my song. I don't even have it set up right here. You know I'm not that smart, Lee, right? Nah, she doesn't know that. But you know I'm not that smart, right? I, I definitely know you're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, party people. So then that's it for Send the show. Off, Flex. That's it for the show that we have today, party people. Just to let you know, once again, do not forget, you can win yourself a Le'Veon Bell jersey. Yes. Likes, comments. Likes, comments, subscribes, posts. Do whatever you can. Get yourself noticed by us. Where right? Once again, you people that are international listen to us, that one guy, person, not that guy, that person out in Germany and Mexico and Canada, tell us who you are. 
You know, let us know. Hit us up. Charlie, you want to say goodbye to the party people? Party people, goodbye. Bureau, until next time. Until next time. See you on this side of the other. Peace. Peace.